that happened, no, we gotta be brothers. Cal Williams said we good, and then we better than that. But we get shot, and nothing happens. How we set up for that? You see, my culture expensive, that's why they pander to us. It be you, Terry Crews, niggas tap dancing for that. I never let nobody lesser treat me lesser than them. You can't have no Mr. Childs eating Panda Express. I'm burning stage in the studio before I let niggas near. I leave my weapon by the speaker so they hearing me clear. I mean, the money be cool. I did amazing this year. I mean, I'm famous, but I'm drained. I need some prayer for real. And I'm and so yeah. All I need is good vibes Shit ain't right on this side yeah. All my niggas lying And the president be lying I got Zop in this raw Wanna fly Put this outside in the sky Shit ain't right on this side yeah. All my niggas lying And the president be lying I got Zop in this raw Wanna fly yeah. You know, slick as Elgato Don't worry about the kicks Nah, Slim, you ain't got those Rest in peace, my some pop smoke. I pray you keep some fire and some palo santo. The capital, the city was made of chocolate. I seen the capital building full of a bunch of rioters, losers, and super white people that was getting too rowdy. You do that and you black, they gon' clap you and hug your mommy like. Cool story, whole country been cold-blooded. Tell Tammy Lawrence and Candace O'Neill it's nothing. And patriotic energy, iffy in 21, cause 2020 showed me my vision was truly blurry. I'm tired. I'm fried, we all need a reset, a kata, a nausea, I always been a reject, I always been a lot of things, but none of them a weak link, but everything a lot, I hope you sparkin' when you and sing I'm it so like, tired. Yeah, all survive. I need is survive, shit ain't right on this side, all my niggas lying and the president be lying, I got Zop in this raw, wanna fly, put this outside in the sky, shit ain't right on this side. Yeah. All my niggas dying and the president be lying. I got up in this raw when I fly. Welcome to the I did we did change the name. I'm sorry. I'm I wanna say it the right way this time. Welcome to the DMV Vibes podcast. And you know, of course that's me, Miss Pink, and Fearless Swagger. So today we are going on a journey, um, basically understanding and um, so we can have a different perspective. I do want to have, we have a special guest with us here in the studio today. How are you? Can you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel D. Minor. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Um, I know it's supposed to be a whole, our whole circle was supposed to be here. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Um, I, I invited y'all on the show just because I've been in different circles that haven't experienced or don't have any friends in the LGBTQ community. And so um, I wanted to go on this journey to give everybody a better understanding because sometimes we want to look at everybody as people, but at the same time we overlook how people want to be addressed or um, some people don't even know how to start the conversation. And um, that's why I wanted to give you y'all an opportunity to discuss y'all journey, and so that everybody understands. Like, really, our journeys are very similar. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so um, you can start by saying, I don't know if you're single or dating right now. <laughs> um, right now, I am currently single. Um, I am open to dating right now, but I've been just so focused on building myself as a person and building my brand and just really focused on money in this season. So I have really been too focused on trying to find somebody to date, but <laughs> one day when somebody comes along, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, trust me, I understand. Look, we, we've been talking about dating. Yes, we have. And um, 
it's a little bit, I think, not just the quarantine. It's just that the time that we live in now, it is um, hard to really trust people. Mm-hmm. And then how we meet people now is very different than how we used to meet people. You know, you meet somebody when you go out to the bar or something. And now it's very much like it's social media. So I'm not, I've been on a dating app and... I do not participate in it anymore because people tell a lot of lies on the a internet. A whole lot. <laughs> a lot of lies on the internet. Um, have you ever been on a dating site? Oh, God. <laughs> yes, I have been on a dating app before, but the culture of that app is so hookup-ish. And right now, at this point in my life, I'm not looking for hookups anymore. Like, I'm looking mm-hmm. for something long-term and something a little bit more serious. I'm always a big person of like you get out of an app whatever you put in. So like although an app might be for hookups, like you can still put out that energy to receive like friends and meet some genuine people. Um, I just haven't had that luck of meeting anybody off of a dating app. So I no longer have any of them at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not just that the dating apps are becoming more hookup. I think we're in a time where culture has made made it seem more hookupish. Like I think people and then. From my experience, it's just like people don't know how to hold conversations. Oh yes. my god! Yeah, so That's a big thing. yeah, Who like knows? your your approach, <laughs> you know, like I was on Hinge for a very short period of time. Um, the ghetto, <laughs> highly unrecommended. And it's just like y'all Star. were match, and then they would say like, "Oh, I want to eat you, sir." What? Like, yeah, like how, that good afternoon. Hello, how That's are you? I feel like on my profile or whatever, I would usually have like a. I'm interested in this. I like talking about these things. Like, if you hit me up, don't hit me up with the one-word message because I find one-word messages to be extremely just, like, disrespectful or, like, a passing thing. Like, you say, what's up? It's like, what's up? Like, keep it moving. But, you know, like, if I want to actually have a conversation with you, like, let's talk. Like, hey, how are you? How is your day going? Mm -hmm. Oh, I see that you like these things on your profile. I like these things as well. But it's just like... People don't look at that. They just see, oh, you look cute. Oh, you look nice. Oh, what's up? I want to get to know you. You know, let me. Right. It's like you want to jump straight to the bed. Like, where did you do that at? It'd be really quick just to come over to the house. And it's just like, you're not coming over to my place. (laughs) Like, my place is my place of Nobody got time for bad energy. That's my sanctuary. Like, you're not about to be in my place just all willy-nilly. And I don't know you like that. So, speaking of that, um, I want to say that April is... Um, sexual assault awareness month and I don't like to say that I'm a victim I like to say that I'm a survivor Um, but I do want to bring awareness to that because a lot of people who have been um, sexually assaulted is always by someone that they know mm-hmm. and so um, I know that was one of the biggest struggles is like how do you date or overcome after you suffered trauma like that because it's like you want to meet people, but then you're worried about your space and somebody violating that space again. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people overlook um, when it comes to like meeting people on day now. Mm-hmm. Because we've had a lot of um, hate crimes right here in Washington, D.C. when it comes to, especially in the LGBTQ community. Um, I don't know how people, like, for me personally, if I go out and meet somebody, um, one, I'm going to have my location on. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yes. we I send locations to my friends. Yeah, I'm going to have mm-hmm. my location on. Just because of where we are in the world now, you have to, like, have a double... Just so people are aware of mm-hmm. where you're at, who you're with. And it's not necessarily that, you know, you want everybody to be in your business. It's just a safety precaution. Yeah, I think, like, with me as well, my, my two closest friends, they have my location at all times. And that's just because I'm a single man up here by myself. The majority of my family all lives in North Carolina. So it's just like, if anything, God forbid, but if anything were to happen to me, those would be the two that could get to me the fastest. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really just a thing of, to me, like, I date my friends. So it's just like, I would do that with somebody I was dating. So I find myself just doing a lot of things that I would do with the person I would date with my friends instead. Yeah, I understand. Um... I think it's harder for the younger generation to understand why it's important and it's like they just live so carefree and it's like we lived carefree when we were younger too but we didn't have that many things to like really worry about mm-hmm. yeah. back then and so yeah we like, were a lot of us was latchkey kids so yeah. like you know we could go out or our parents could leave the house and be like don't open the door for nobody you know and we wouldn't but and then we didn't have like we had the internet, but we didn't have the internet, the access like these kids now. Like there was yeah. no Wi-Fi, there was no smartphones or none of that. Yeah, like AOL dollar was slow as a mother. Right. <laughs> like, all we had back in the day was just like little chat rooms, but it's like mm-hmm. now because of the internet and social media, you know, you could easily be trying to hook up or meet other people through Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. Like there's so many different outlets now for people to meet that is. It's making the network of what we, I guess, like, what we um grew up on, like, a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, so, I did want to give you an opportunity to talk about your journey um, as far as, um, I'm not sure when you came out or I know, I have watched a friend who did struggle with coming out to their family. And I think because of what they looked at on TV, they were scared of how their parents were going to react. And that's the big thing I know, especially in black families, mm-hmm. when someone comes out, it's like they get shunned or looked down on. So um, if you don't mind sharing that journey with us. Sure. Um, my journey is kind of all over the place, just to be honest. And that's because I was never being honest with myself as well mm-hmm. through a lot of my journey. So that's why I just kind of like just scattered throughout um, I am from North Carolina, so I grew up in the Bible Belt. If anybody knows what that yeah. means, that means that it is heavy, heavy on religion. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you do what you're told, yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir. It is very much so a culture of That is pleasing. the Baptist. Um, okay. Oh, and I grew up, and I grew up missionary yeah. Baptist, and See? I grew up in the church. Like, I grew up with very, I don't want to say strict guidelines, because I'm grateful that my parents are not so religious. But I cannot deny that, like, I grew up in a very religious setting. So, so my father was a minister growing oh, up. Oh, so. and see, my mom and dad, like, they're both deacons, and then I have, like, a lot of ministers in my family. And so, a long time... We related. We are, I'm pretty sure we are, like, I'm pretty sure we're related. For a long time, like, I just never accepted my sexuality. Like, it took a lot for me to even say the words. And this was all while I was, like, sleeping with other men at the same time. But it was still hard for me to be, like... Oh, I'm, I don't, I can't even say, like, I'm, I don't care about titles and all that other shit, but, um, oh, can we cuss? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, because I know I'm about to cuss. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I had a hard time saying, like, I like other men. Like, those words coming out of my mouth took time. And to be honest, like, I came out to my friends and I came out to other people who were close to me before I even said the words to my parents. And so, like, I never told them until I was, let's see, 28 or so. Yeah, I was 28 or 29, and it took me a long time just because it was hard. Like, I don't even know how to really mentally describe what I was going through, but it was just this thing of, if I tell them, will they no longer love me? Will they no longer accept me? And I was so focused on how will other people feel about me now that I was a man who was interested in other men. How do I feel knowing that, like, my family that I love so much might not accept when I bring my husband around? How do I feel knowing that the dream and the life I saw with my family, not just like my close relatives, like my mother, father, brother, but like just family in general, Mm -hmm. how do I feel knowing that because of me being a same gender loving man, that there's there's a possibility that they might not fuck with me anymore? Because when I get married, if they don't accept that, that's on them. I'm good. I can walk away. And that's where I kind of left it. But it took a while for me. It took... 29 years for me to get to that place and I'm now 30 well no 28 when I told them so yeah it took 28 years for me to tell them that um I know uh, that like we've talked about the family dynamic before Mm -hmm. and how um the way some parents have raised us it kind of also hinders how we express ourselves because like, I had a parent, my mom, she always talked to me about a lot of stuff. But when certain things happened to me, I, I felt like I couldn't talk to her. Uh-huh. Because I was more so worried about, one, is this she going to look at it like I'm disappointing her? Or how mm-hmm. is she going to react, period? Because I was a person who, I always had a lot of male friends. I wasn't talking to them, but mm-hmm. the perception that society has when they see a female hanging with a bunch of guys... It's like, okay, well, she probably messing with all of them. Right. And the crazy thing is, I went through that, but not with my parents, but, like, people in my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I hung around guys, um, I went through periods of time where it was accusations being made against me. And I knew it was a rumor, and it was by an aunt that I don't like, so I don't care if anybody (laughs) sees this, but I don't like her. And she was the one who started the rumor, and it's just like, the first of all, the rumor was dumb as hell, and it was while we was in high school, so it was extra fucking stupid. But it's just, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like, a lot of times I feel like even just society, and even in black families, like when people say things like that like that's to me that's their thought process Mm -hmm. because you are a woman who will probably sleep with every man that you hang with or that you meet that's what i'm trying to find out and that's that's really why when people like in the bible it says uh the way a man think if so is he Mm -hmm. so if you are a female who think that a woman and a man can't be friends without there having to be some type of sexual something going on then that's Further letting me know that's the type of woman that you are. You know what I'm saying? Or the type of person that you are because you would be trying to hump all your friends. Right. Because a lot of times, like, with the family dynamic, if you tell someone, like, I'm a same gender-loving person or I want to be identified as this way or this is who I love or whatever, 
the person ends up making it about them. And it's like, this has nothing to do with you. Like, you are not affected by this in any way, shape, or form. Like, me telling you, I'm the same same gender-loving man. Your money didn't increase. Your money didn't decrease. You didn't get sick. You didn't, nothing bad happened to you. Like, everything I'm telling you is just opening Uh, up about about who I am. But what I see a lot of times, especially in black families, is that when a kid comes out and says, like, this is what I love, they make it about them. Oh, well, how would that make the family feel? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're not living my life. And honest to God, if half of them lived the life that they were supposed to, they'd be a lot happier. (laughs) Because a lot of them aren't living in their truth. So that, that is the problem there because you are living in your truth, but you have people, and we see this a lot of times in, especially in the black families, that they're hiding behind who they truly are. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it's, you do have somebody that comes out and say that, you know, they're, they're gay or they identify as this, that, and it's like, oh my God. Yeah. What are the people going to say? Like, oh my God, that's the They're going to look at the fit. Yeah, the first thing they want to do is send y'all you know, to hell. That, that's, yeah, you know, that's not godly and blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, honest to God, that was my biggest struggle. It was me staying in a relationship with God throughout mm-hmm. my entire journey. Because, and I always tell people this, and I would say, like, I'm so glad that when I was younger, that when I gave my life, I gave it to God. I didn't give it to the church. I was Mm -hmm. never attached to the church. My love was always for God and God's omnipotent presence and God's power and God's energy and everything. Never was attached to the church. That's why I felt like I always was like in church and just like, how can you all claim you love God but treat people with so much hate? Like the God you're saying that you serve cannot be the God that I serve because like my God is so loving and forgiving like, Mm-hmm. We're talking about two different people here. And so it's just like, so you mean to tell me because I'm the same gender loving man that this omnipotent loving being who supposedly sent his son to die for us is now going to kill me and send me to hell? Hmm. I'm not sure what kind of love that is. So it's just right. like I always struggle with me identifying as the way I identify and then my relationship with God. And I think when I kind of separated from the church and just came back to God, that's when I found the strength to be more so just like, this is who you are. It's okay. God loves you. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. And in finding my strength in that relationship with God, it became a lot easier to just tell it to others because it's just like, I don't give a fuck what you got to say. Like, I have God on my side. Like, I don't care if you think one way or another about me because your thoughts and your opinions are your thoughts and opinions. Exactly. Um. So I think that because it's a, a generational thing, especially when your family has that um, close, when they always go to church, and trust me, it's nothing wrong with going to church. I did that all my life. But I think generationally, they pass down a lot of things and try to make it seem like that's law. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't involve how the world is evolving. And... um like we talked about there's some things that were completely wrong that our past generations did and that we haven't incorporated but older generations take it as disrespect and it's like you raised me to be a a person who voices their opinions and stand on what i believe and so when i have journeyed out and done my research and i'm trying to express to you because 
honestly, we don't have to tell anybody anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you have family and loved ones, you want to share your happiness and your journey. And so I don't think they realize that their reactions can hurt us while we're trying to express, you know, where we are in life. See, and that hurt can do a lot of things to somebody's mental. And like I just said, like, I'm just so grateful, like I said, that the way I even came out was because of my strength through my relationship with God. Because the certain things that come out of people's mouth when you do tell them, you'd be like, damn. Like, how can you say you love me but then say those words to me? I just think <laughs> a lot of times when we talk about the church and we talk about uh, Christianity and things like that, it's always... They try to make it seem like that is the greatest sin, but mm -hmm. we all sin. We all fall short. So just because this person loves the same gender, but you out here in the Bible, we ain't supposed to be out here having sex before marriage, but we definitely doing it. So you can't sit up here and say, oh, you going to hell for that. And but you over here you know, humping everybody that's moving right now. You know what I'm saying? And I think and I think we need to get away from that because even when you when you go to church and you know, I do go to church, but I tell people all the time I'm more spiritual than I am religious, you know, and I do believe everybody that has their own relationship with their God or whoever, like that's the relationship that y'all have. But we have to get out of making it seem like being a same gender loving person or being gay or lesbian is the only worst thing that you can do. I mean, being hate crimes is bad. Uh, talking to people like any old kind of way, like it's other stuff that, that to me that goes beyond that love who you want to love. That ain't none of my business. That's between you and God. I ain't got nothing to do with that, but you still don't have to treat them like they're not a human being because exactly. at the end of the day, you're a human being. And like you said, if God is supposed to be a, a God of love, and he loves everybody. You, How can you sit up here and treat somebody the way you treat them, but then you're saying that you're doing this in the, in the name of God? Like, no. Make it make do, sense. Like, to me, and it's not a bash, but it's just reality. Like, I grew up in the church, so when I'm saying this, it's coming from, like, my, my experience. The church now, the culture of it is so spoon-fed. So a lot of people, they're not actually studying the Bible. They're not actually developing a true relationship with God. They Say just take whatever, whatever the pastor, pastor says. says and then they run with it. But the thing is, true faith work is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. It's not just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And so you can't say that you have a relationship with somebody, but you're just checking in with them once time, like one time a week. Right. Let, let your spouse do that to you and see how you feel. Like, that's why to me, like, people can't really talk to me when it comes down to like, oh, you don't know God. You can't tell what? me what my relationship is <laughs> you with You can't God. tell me what. Bruh, we talk morning, noon, night, Hello? all the time. Like, if I'm not talking to God, trust me, a lot of motherfuckers would get cussed out a lot more, mm. honestly. But, like, people <laughs> we're have, on the same conversation all the time. <laughs> people have a concept of what they think religious people are supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And forgetting that everybody makes mistakes, everybody sins, it's about how... If you ask for forgiveness, you when you notice you're doing something wrong, it's like don't condemn me because I made a mistake or because but that's I'm this what way. they do though, and and you you see, you see it like to me religion has played a major role as to why you see the type of 
the things that you see against people in this community mm-hmm. because that is the that is the main thing that they keep hollering and it's just like but there are but this god that you serve is a loves everybody and so you want to send this person to hell, but what if you you get to heaven? You was a whole heathen out here. All you did was shout the church house down on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday you was out here wreaking havoc on everybody. So you can't sit up there and, and tell somebody they going to hell because if you believe in the Bible, will you go up there and God says I don't know you, so depart because you yeah you was out there shouting the church house down, but what was you doing? With to his people Monday through Saturday, because after you was thank you Jesus and shouting the curtains off the altar, falling on the floor, floor, (laughs) then what else were you doing after that? Deep roots, yes. Okay, a lot of and then when we talk about religion, a lot of it is so all these rules and regulations that's made up. Like I got in trouble for not wearing stockings one day. I said when I go to heaven, because that's where I'm going. I said, when ask. I go to heaven, God ain't going to be like, you know what, you ain't wear no stockings See, a lot of on that, that Sunday. Like it's just misinterpretation of yeah. God's word. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I realized, too, like, nobody takes the time to actually break down the Bible. You can't just read the book of Matthews and call it at face value. You have to know who actually wrote the book of Matthews. What was the culture during that time? What was happening? Why did Matthew refer to... Why are there four books at the beginning of the New Testament that all talk about Jesus, but in four different ways? Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about that in the church. You're just going to read Matthew and says, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And just like, <laughs> like, read what Burr is actually saying about this figure, this archetype of Jesus. And then you can go from there and really dissect what the word is talking about. Exactly. But you all don't go that deep into it because to you, you just want to read... Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And the 23rd Psalm, John three sixteen. Like, you don't know what the words you're actually saying. You're just reading words and just leaving it at face value. Like, you need to get down to what he was saying. Like, do people not realize that even Jesus didn't want to die at the cross? But nobody, I mean, they want to, like, even get this far into spirituality, but this is who I am, really, on the deep level. But, like, he didn't want to do it. He said, like, God, if this, if this is what I have to do so you can get the glory, I will do it. That's what it came down to. Like, that's sacrifice. And a lot of people are not trying to sacrifice shit in their life. And so that's why it's hard for them to look at somebody else who's living their life in freedom. Because guess what? I made a sacrifice to be free. I sacrificed my own ego. I said, you know what? I have to be free for myself. I have to be free because somebody else is going to look at me and say, man, how can I have that light? How can I be like this person? How can I have this kind of love? So when I came out, it wasn't necessarily for me. It was, I realized, like, I'm not able to fully share who God is in my life unless I am authentic to myself. And that is the same gender-loving man and watch God move in my life in ways that you have never seen before because my love for God is real. You can never deny that. You can't take it away. Nobody can. Exactly. Man, that's the whole testimony right Hello. Now. Thank you. Living so, your truth. Yes. We're going to take a real quick break. I'm going to play... Um, this song, Whole Lot of Clap, is by Say the Baby and followed by Clap Form Young Manny. Uh, it's the Queen Sleaze. Nine months motherfucking pregnant, like what? I'm boo. Side of what? Little nigga wanna try it. I told him Black Lives Matter, I'm a riot. Oh, ass better had to buy it. Ain't a nigga alive that's gonna deny it. This nigga make Uh, to be honest, I hope one day we do a play date with a 
when that drip that I already had. They wanna see you do your dance, do that thing, poke out them pants. If it don't, then I got plans. Just got a summertime tan. We just putting dollars on your head. Niggas violating the gang, gonna end up dead. Lady in the street, but the freak hoe in the bed. Chopper on them, that's my shooter in the red. Little nigga can't keep my pussy out his hands. Fuck a last minute, gotta book me in advance. Been a bad girl and I'm trying to get spanked. Pretty little body, but my face looks stank. I be in a truck that cost your whole house. Bitches in my tip, man, but don't come close. If you wanna celebrate the best, then come toast. Bitches ain't saying nothing but doing the utmost. Hardy wanna chew on my edible panties. Even when I tell him see you tomorrow, he can't leave. Got the off-white sneakers rocking a tan weave. When I come, I grab Simba, it's the stampede. Ooh. Little bitch won't ride it. Told the bitch don't get out her body. Hmm. Get right beside me. I'ma get in that thing, get to sliding. This bitch making me feel erotic. Huh? She gotta get on this rocket. I don't give a fuck about her mileage. And her grandma related to the windings. Ooh. That's the shit that I like. You a church girl, bitch, you like Christ. Hmm. You ain't never had probably at least not this kind. I'ma fuck you all night off a of perk. Hmm. Off oh, perk back. Yeah, leave bitch with the hurt back. Where the work? Hmm. Where the work at? My young niggas waking up the surf. They wanna see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants. Don't disrespect me and my man's back. Whole lot of choppers on your ass. Scram. We just putting dollars on your head. Snitching ass nigga ass mama to the feds. Little brother, big brother, side I got the dress. DZ, DT, side I keep the bands. Little bitch can't keep her pussy on my hands. Got a real little red sookie on my hands. Hoes like a blues roll of cookies on the ass. I be in the bay rolling cookies on the ass. I be in the nerds, the weed got me as bust. Cause I can't be jealous of weed. I'm never stressed. I see the booty from the bottom that thing a double decker. Let me wipe. Boy, she on that thing, you Sam Decker. Heard you used to chew on that thing, had a bullector. Have you popping all the pills like he clutches. These drugs ain't a joke, my nigga, I'm just telling. Your manager got you on the shelf and he's selling. Ain't wanna see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants. Don't disrespect me and my man's back. Whole lot of choppers on your ass.
DJ. Spinning like a DJ.
Okay, so we had to take a brief intermission. Again, the songs that were played were a whole lot of Choppers Remix by Say the Baby, Clapform, Young Manny. And one of my new favorite songs, Leave the Door Open with Bruno Mars. That's Bruno. I like Bruno Mars. I, I didn't fell in love with that song. I like Bruno. His last album was everything. Bruno, we need a new album, because that came out in 2018, I think. Yeah, my mom was just talking about that yesterday. She was like, well, he just made all those songs back-to-back, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, like, we need a new Bruno album. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, to jump back in, um, we were getting spiritual in here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but, um, Hallelujah. so I did want to ask you, I know there are a lot of people do assumptions or a lot of stereotypes towards the LGBT community and like what ones do you hear that just like trigger you to re- respond like some you can ignore and then there's some you be like nah I'm gonna say something uh, <laughs> on the spot on the spot it's given he don't really give a fuck for real so <laughs> I mean honestly I think that's what it is that's, like, that's, what's, that's like, what it's giving me yeah, like there's not. It, it really feels have, like, like you're like triggered. so far like, over like it. Like you know, you're so comfortable in yourself. Like it's yeah, like there's no triggers. But I, I know like the stereotypes. Um, I'm probably not helpful with this at all right now because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like let's see. Um, I know one stereotype yeah, that, that. That, that I have heard, <laughs> and this is just from my friends, that um, when it comes to the gay men, that they that you have straight men that are like, it's the homophobia part. Like, it's, like they don't want to sleep with every man that they see, just like women don't want to sleep with every man that they see, and men don't want to sleep with every woman that they see. So it's, like, weird. But I, and, I, and I see that it's not just even with the gay men. Like, it's with the gay women, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's weird because yeah. you're not attracted to every person that you see. So, like, I don't think my gay friends want to sleep with me. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't have a lot of gay female friends, but... Like, I don't, I don't think they wouldn't see Yeah, that's me. one stereotype that, like, if a man comes out as being gay around you that he wants to sleep with you. It's um, weird. That's definitely false. <laughs> we don't want you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> stay to yourself. Stay over there. Mm-hmm. Um, stay, o- stay over stay there. Stay over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm honestly probably, like, the worst person to talk to about, like, stereotypes and things like that. Um. I know I have seen where, like, a lot of people, when they see two guys or two girls together, they have this automatic response of, well, who's the guy and who's the girl? And I, I don't understand that. I'm like, look, they they both guys. What do you mean, who's the guy and who's the girl? That's, that's like the, um, I forget the word. I think it's like the heteronormative. Um, it's like when people who are straight, try to make sense of a homosexual relationship. So to to a heterosexual couple, there are... Gender like, roles. Gender roles, like, I'm the man, you're the woman, clear, set, defined, boom, boom. And so when you see, like, two men or two women together, it's like, oh, well, which one of you is the man, which one of you is the woman? And it's just like, we don't desire to have a heteronormative relationship. We're gay for a reason like, <laughs> it's not supposed to like you're not supposed to understand and 
quite honestly, like, you don't have to understand. Like, you're not in the relationship. You're like, you should be working on your relationship with your woman or with your husband, like, or whatever. You don't have to worry about how a gay relationship works. Like, you don't make money off that shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I use, Pay like... the business that minds you. That's okay. how I feel. Like, pay the... Yeah, like... I don't know. Like, to me, a lot of it is just weird that people would put that much thought and effort into, like... But I think so that's that society, to too, because, like... weird. <laughs> it's people, like, like with the the lesbians, it's like, okay, well, she dresses like a guy, and you dress like a girl, and y'all, like... And people are like, they don't understand the dynamic. They ain't none of my business. You know what? If that's what you want to do, and that's mm-hmm. what... I mean, you like what you like, and that's just whatever gay straight whatever you like what you like so but i think because the politically correct and because of how society has constructed things that's why it's such a a question of well well who's the who's the man or woman in the relationship and that's just because of society because of the the heterosexual relationship and how it's set up so it's like well who plays what gender roles like okay who does the cooking who does the cleaning who takes out the trash like it's all all of those type of things and that's why people ask those questions when it comes to same-sex relationships because it's like we have been taught like okay as a female i'm not supposed to take out the trash if a man lives with me the man's supposed to do it so then it's like okay well it's two men so which one of y'all do y'all flip Mm -hmm. a coin you know what i'm saying like stuff like that even within heteronormative relationships and things like that, to me, a lot of it is just stupid. It's just like, why are there such clear roles? Like, oh, you're the man, so you're supposed to be doing this. You're the woman. You're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, because I ain't like, going to be in no damn kitchen all the time. You know, it's just like, what if the man cooks? What if the man is a chef? What if the man can outcook the wife? So does that make him less than a man because he's cooking? No, because you're going to cook in this kitchen and make me a plate. <laughs> I have my cousin is married and she she's the first one to say like look I didn't know how to cook when I got married mm-hmm. she's like my husband has taught me over the years and I'm tell you Phil can cook like sh- shout out to Phil <laughs> Phil be making some bomb ass food and like she's okay and comfortable with saying I prefer not to cook I really don't even want to learn sometimes and I'm like yo I get it like it's because it's still one of those things that was passed down of gender roles. Yeah, and I think that's just the generations because you have to think about, like, our parents' generation, grandparents' generation, like, that's what it was. Like, a woman, this is what her role was, this was what a man's role was. And even when you did have people that who were gay because it's not like it just came up like it's they you know what i'm saying it's been around (laughs) clearly um (laughs) but you know they still had their but it was so secretive so it's like you didn't know you didn't know that this person was they had a partner they didn't have you know the regular heterosexual norm so that's his little friend that's a little yeah that's you know we didn't you know they didn't announce those things because it just was like you know back then it was like oh my god you know what i'm saying like this is why i really like the show pose because i love pose but also just um being able to to learn about um the underground and how things were back then Mm -hmm. and it was an eye-opener to me because i didn't realize the amount of ignorance 
that there was within the well at the time it's just the gay community i don't think you had all the letters that you have yeah. now but to learn you know the ignorance like watching that show i was like dang really people really was like that or mm-hmm. people really looked at um and i've actually had a conversation with my students um actually about hiv and aids and the ignorance because uh, we watched a documentary on um on Netflix about it and the ignorance that we saw behind it. And you know, and I like how Pose actually like dives in um into that. Yeah. You know, that that's a great insight. All right, so one quick question. So what things did you take from your parents' relationship that you adapted into your own and what things did you decide to do differently or when you, you know, find your person, like how would you model that from your parents or hmm so i kind of have both of them in a way uh from my dad he is a provider so mm-hmm. he's very big on like taking care of the family and making sure that everybody's good like financially and all of that um and so from that aspect i do feel like when i'm in a relationship i do take on this role of being a provider, provider. Mm-hmm. um and I put a pin in that, too, because there's also still, like, a lot of heteronormatives in, in the gay community, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, because you are the top or because you're the bottom. Like, if you're the top, you're supposed to be the man of the relationship versus if you're the bottom, then you are the woman of the relationship. And so a lot of times they get into this idea of, oh, well, since you're the provider, you're supposed to be taking care of me and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And to me we're not a man and a woman like i want to be with my best friend and like we move and operate and build an empire together whole different topic but um (laughs) from my mother i would say i took the idea that she loves to spoil um she loves just like giving gifts and doing all of that so like if i'm with you oh it is nothing for me to be like oh I saw this at the store and I think you might like it. Or I come home randomly with like flowers. Or That's like me. I like, gifts. I love like, giving random gifts. You know, gifts. like I'm quick to be like, oh, let's go out to town. Let's do this. Like I would call you be like, what you doing for lunch today? Oh, nothing. Okay, cool. I'm outside. Let's go. Like I'm going to take you out to lunch. Like that's me. Like I love those. So those two things I kind of took from my parents. Um, that's really about it because they are still a man and a woman. So a lot of what I want to build, I have to build from what I desired out of my relationship, not from what I saw from them. We've had, we've actually had um, that conversation before about what we would take um, from, you know, our parents and things. And my parents have been together for 40, going on 42 years. So uh, the longevity is something that I hope to look forward to, but also they got married uh in their 20s and you know was looking married at 35 40-ish for me so you know it might not be that longevity but there are things that you know that I see in my parents that I'm like "Mm, yeah no I'm not doing that and then there are some things like okay like I like the friendship aspect like my mom always been like make sure you marry your best friend and somebody that you can joke with and blah 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 blah. I'm like yeah okay like that's that's the biggest part for me is when that time does come, I definitely do want my man to be my best friend. And we got to be like Martin and Gina. Yeah, like, we got to be able to crack jokes <laughs> like, all day. Because I'm, I'm like, a part-time comedian, that's so. That's exactly <laughs> like I feel like. And I feel like, essentially, like, everybody wants the same thing. Like, they want to be with someone who's their best friend, who they know mm-hmm. they can share, like, be the most vulnerable with, and their, like, share their love and 
their happiness. Like when something big happens, you want to be able to call you. Yeah, like you know, I want you to be the first person. I'm like, just like, babe. What, what happened? You know, but instead of be giving, I just want this amazing thing. And well, I mean, I guess I call one of my. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like I love my friends. Don't get me wrong, but like you look forward. To, it's a different I energy. Say to me, like to me, I look forward to sharing those moments with somebody I special. Feel, no, I have hundred percent feel you. Like I'm, that's me all day. Like I can't wait to tell babe this or my boo this. Like yeah, I, I'm waiting for them days. Just you know, like I'm ready to be on some spoil you type shit. Like, okay. Let me fly you out. Let me just send you this. <laughs> let me send you this for your haircut okay. today. Um, I do want to take a minute. We have another guest in the studio with us. You can introduce yourself. Mr. Tardy for the party. <laughs> Definitely Tardy. <everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Um, so um, Daniel was explaining his, his journey with us and how he came to a place where he just has a lot. Uh, well, he felt free. And we were talking about dating in the DMV because I think people have a lot of misconceptions that first of all we're all humans and we all have dating problems doesn't Don't matter same That's sex same problems exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how has that been for you as far as dating and the way social media has changed over time because you know we all everybody was on black Panther back in the day exactly but it's a lot different now with Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all all Snapchat. these different things, yeah. And that Snapchat, I still don't like it because you know the messages disappear. And I'm old and I drink. That's what all the hoes are. You want that? You <laughs> want that saying? evidence? I be wanting a screenshot, but Snapchat be snitching. Snitch yeah, that's what I don't like. Snitching these streets. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Miss Pink screenshot it, and as soon as you see that, just know it's going somebody somewhere in the group chat. Okay. If I screenshot it, it's going somewhere in the group chat. Exactly. But um, how has it changed with dating for you? Uh, for me, uh, it haven't changed because I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I done did it a couple times, and I was like, I'm over it. Uh, the dating life ain't for me, so I don't do it. You really don't used to. Well, I know I didn't been out with you, and you definitely party. Oh yeah, I got I gotta go in. Period. Y'all, we went to Atlanta, <laughs> and I didn't even know that you could party that long <laughs> in Atlanta. These motherfuckers <laughs> had me out until seven a.m. in the morning. Oh, that's early. Oh, okay, thank early. you. Early. Listen, that's in what Atlanta. We was out like until ten o'clock in the morning. But Th- remember, that's why Atlanta was living like COVID way. never existed, okay? It don't exist down there. <laughs> it, it don't. Down there, so first of all, What's I got that? straight off the road, and we went straight to the club. That was that already strike right. one. <laughs> that was strike one for me. I'm like, I need time to recoup. I drove the whole 10 hours here. Mm. But we got mm. off the road. <laughs> Ooh, child. It's getting tired. <laughs> in the club, like, it was a great atmosphere. I didn't know there was going to be that many people in the club, and I'm still thinking, hey, it's Corona. No. <laughs> Listen, the Atlanta- whole city was out. Corona, Listen. I mean, Atlanta I love had Atlanta. the vaccine before anybody else. Uh, clearly, <laughs> COVID <laughs> bucked a left and did not go okay. to Atlanta, nope. okay? Don't exist down there. Nope. At all. <laughs> and then, like, I think we went to, like, three different clubs that yeah. first night. 
By the time we got to the third one, I was about to tell him, leave me in the car. <laughs> not three different clubs. You got to do sometimes. Exactly. That after hour spot should really be the after hour, after, after hour spot. Like, yep, till the sun come up. Ooh, yeah. That's deep. I ain't never been to Atlanta, so. Oh, you need to go. I'm probably not. I mean. Well, you not to have gone. Yeah, if you gone in there constantly, then you not missing nothing. I ain't gonna lie, it was it was definitely fun, but that second day I couldn't hang. I was ready. All right, y'all. I see y'all later. It's twelve thirty. Yeah, you wasn't the tired. car. Though. You wasn't the car. I was tired. I'm not, I'm not used to this. My body wasn't ready to drive ten hours then party till seven a.m. Mm. Mm. So I was not about that life. But was kept trying time. to wake me up the next morning. I was like, oh, nigga, uh, you no, know what time it is? Eight hours haven't kicked in yet. <laughs> Um, no, because I was the one, like, we would party, like, to about 10 o'clock in the morning, and then yeah. they would sleep for about two hours, and I'd wake back up at one, talking about, shot time! <laughs> Not shot o'clock. Right. Time yeah. some tequila. It's definitely always oh. shot o'clock for them. Oh, no. <laughs> what I will say is, like, y'all are always the life of the party. No matter where we go, y'all are comfortable in any atmosphere, and, like, I appreciate y'all for coming out for my birthday because mm-hmm. I had an Airbnb. The energy was a little bit off at first, but we still had a great time. And I'm telling you, his clapbacks is fucking disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> like, the shade was so real in them clapbacks, but it was fucking hilarious. Um, I did want to talk about how do you handle... Um, he already explained how he handles people who might not agree with your lifestyle or agree with your preference. Do you have any friends that are are around you that might have disagreed or tried to talk you out of your life decisions? Uh, no, pretty much. Whoever knows, knows. Whoever don't know, no, knows. But no. Mm-mm. Okay. Um... I did want to give Daniel a chance to play a snippet of his Uh-oh. music. Gotta hear it. Um, you can tell us, you know, how long you've been working on your music. How long you've been singing? Yes, because you had a show down in Atlanta, right? When you went down there. No, when I was in Atlanta, I was handling some other business. Um, but I. I'm fortunate, like I've been singing since I was little. Um, that's always been my first love, my first interest, and I'm just grateful that I'm able to actually be in my career of choice and not having to do other things as well. Um, so this song is really one that I've been working on now for like 10 years, and this song really does like represent my journey because it's just like breaking out of that shell and being more comfortable in who I am and just recognizing like I have the power to create my own life like I don't have to be my life is not dictated by what others think or how others feel about me because a lot of times in life we end up living it for other people yeah and it's like oh am I gonna make them happy are they gonna say they're proud of me like I don't care if you're proud of me like I'm proud of my damn self at this point like period I did the thing so like that's how I've been moving and operating in life right now um, so the song is called Destiny, and it is coming out on 
June 10th. <laughs> oh, we on countdown. June 10th. So June 10th is when it's coming out. I'm not sure if everybody's going to be able to hear it from my phone. All but platforms, all platforms. Just a little clip clip, just something inspirational, just to keep people happy. What happened was, it, like, it was my motivation, like, what I would say to myself every morning mm -hmm. when I wake up. So, it's just saying, like, I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, I can do anything. And those are the words I say to myself every day. Like, I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, I can do anything, nobody can stop me, nothing can stop me. Like, it's you against you in this game. So, that as long as I know I affirmations, got me, then I'm good. Like, I depend on myself and I depend on God. Those are the only two people who I can count on world so i can definitely hear in your voice that you definitely raised a little baptist no you gotta hear that you gotta hear that opera voice man it's a whole nother voice really yes yeah, so yeah, i do sing definitely. i was trained classically to sing opera i'm actually getting ready for a show at the end of may um yeah i have the contract now so i can say it. so yes i'm getting ready for a show now with the kennedy center at the end of May, a children's opera. Um, I love singing opera, but at the end of the day, I'm just like a singer. So as long as it's mm -hmm. music, then I'm going to sing. Um, and I'm also in a competition at the end of May as well, the George Shirley competition. So um, they that will be going on like May 24th, 25th, and 26th. Mm -hmm. So those are like the big two things that I'm in right now. Well, three things, the competition, Kennedy Center, and then my single release in June. So those are like the big three well i definitely wish you well with that and you know when when you're single drop i can i play it up here of course so, um but anything that you have that um the audience or anyone that you want like to come and support you um if you send me the information i'll definitely make sure that i plug it and so that you can have as much support as possible yes. um i do want to ask y'all so if you could talk to your younger self what advice would you give your younger self about not just friendships and dating but um just about life period and your journey like what what kind of information could you give your younger self fuck them do <laughs> you <laughs> honestly and fuck them do you because the older you get, you realize other people are doing something that's not even themselves. They're doing it because somebody else told them to. Why did you go to college? Oh, my mom and dad wanted me to go. Did you want to go? No, not necessarily. Why are you majoring in that? Oh, because my mom and dad wanted me to have a good job. What was your dream job? You're not following what you wanted to do. You're following what somebody else wanted you to do. So at the end of the day, fuck them. Do you. Young sir. <laughs> per. <laughs> um. Go ahead, turn up. I will say, I don't know, don't hold back. Stop holding back on whatever you want to do. And I don't know, I can't really go into detail right now, but just don't hold back because I know I hold back from a lot of stuff that I probably should have been done, did. Probably like music producing, 
just everything. Just don't hold back. That's good advice. I feel like um, people, we've talked about it before on a previous episode that people have a notion in their mind of something that they want to achieve something by a certain age, but don't, that shouldn't limit how you think or how you move. Mm -hmm. If you have a goal, keep trying to reach the goal, no matter how old you are. It's never too late. The only time it's too late is when you're six feet under. (laughs) Yeah, that's facts. (laughs) Um, what is the deal breaker? This will be my last question to y'all. Well, I don't know because he's not dating, is what he says. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's my dad at I the end all over again. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's definitely sat at the studio in the same seat and said, Well, I'm not dating. And I'm just like, Sir, yes, you are. I don't got time for time. The last, the last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just like entertainment. That's the, yeah, the, pretty much. That's, that's the, where you pretty at much. right now in life. I, I want... At this point, I can marry myself, for real. Oh, it's the self-marriage for me. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for you, what is the big deal breaker? I have two deal breakers. Um, one is if you don't have some kind of spiritual groundedness. Um, I don't care what you believe in, but you have to believe in something. Absolutely. Um, and then my second one is if you're not a go-getter, like, I love hustlers. Like, I realize that about me yes, now. Like, I hustler. love someone who has I'm a, a, a goal hustler. and someone who wants to, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. Have, like, like, yes. Honestly, it's something so attractive about a man who's, like, going after that. Yes, the go-getter. Period. You be like, yeah, I have this meeting. I have this meeting. I'm about to do this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, what do you want for me to have ready for you when you get home, and baby? Like, I'm about to treat you like <laughs> That's I think that's the biggest thing is you want somebody that's gonna match your hustle, match your energy, energy mm-hmm. everything. We don't have to do everything the same way, but I need you to have some ambition. Yeah, behind yeah. it. Um, I do want to thank y'all for coming. I definitely appreciate y'all joining us today. Um, Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> dm <laughs> underscore life is a song. Life okay. is a song. <laughs> Um, definitely gonna look forward to your single drop in. Wish you were at the competition. If we can come out, we will be there. Is it open to the public? Virtual. I will let people know how it works. Honestly, I don't even know how this virtual stuff is working right now, but (laughs) I will find out um, and have more details and be posting that on my page. And then I know rehearsals start at the end of this month for the Kennedy Center, so I'm excited about that as well. Um. Yeah, the Kennedy Center is big. It like, really that, is. That is really big. They got, big. like, a lot of auditoriums. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you. I, I, you know what I was about to call you. Uh, I, don't, I don't think oh, you want me to call you. That, look, <laughs> not on the air. Nah. <laughs> Mr. People, turn up. People want you to think that it means something else, but it means something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because it means something else. <laughs> <laughs> In real life. <laughs> But thank you for coming out. Do you have any, like, daily affirmations or things that you say to yourself to keep yourself level-headed? Mm. I don't know. I got a lot of them. I don't know. I try to pray every day. I don't, I don't get around to it, but I do try to pray every day. No, I don't I'm, get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I might be too busy. No, not really. But uh, And I don't know. Just be thankful for everything. I'm definitely thankful. I don't know. I, I, I try to push. I don't know. No matter what. I try to push. Like, I haven't worked in a whole year, 
in the head. You are definitely a hustler. I do. Yeah, I've like, been hustling. You are definitely a... I don't know nobody who works hard as you, I honestly. I be trying. And now I do understand why you be late, but <laughs> just tell us that you're going to yeah, be late. Look, I, look, I did. I said I'm going to try to do a drive-by. Look, I said I'm going to do a drive-by, and then, yeah. yeah Back but, to the money. Um, I definitely want to have another episode to, so we can finish the conversation. We were short on time today. Um because I still want y'all to educate other people. Like, we we had started a conversation before air, and we were talking about how sometimes um, we don't know how to address certain people who want to... Because we don't know all everybody's stance in the LGBTQ community. Some people are non-binary. I don't even know if I say that right. Cause yeah, I feel like right. I'm saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, then I also saw it was like gender expansive, and I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of it's a terms. It's that a lot. I feel like at the end of the day, it's like don't use those labels as like adjectives. It's like it's a person's being. So mm-hmm. if I'm opening up to you about I'm gay, it's not used as a oh that's mm-hmm. like so when you all were saying earlier oh that's my gay best friend. Things like that don't bother me, yeah. kind of thing. But I know, like, people use it, and it's just like, it's they use it in the term of an adjective. Just like, what does my sexuality have to do with me showing up to this space? And mm-hmm. so, a lot of times, people take that. People take the sexuality term and say, "Oh, this is my lesbian best friend. This is my gay best friend. This is my trans best friend." It's just like, I'm why can't I just be I'm your just, best friend? I'm just Daniel. Like, you don't have to put it. Like, you don't have to put gay on top of it. I don't like, know. Maybe they're trying <laughs> to see how that friend react to it. But I mean, the thing is, it's like, why does that even matter? It like, don't. How you show up to the space, shit. It. I don't give a fuck about anybody. <laughs> like how you show up. Like just be you. Like I don't think about. Oh, this is my atheist best friend. Oh. Okay. You having a fun time? Do you want some henny? Like I don't, I don't, care, like, I don't care about like. Yeah. Oh, you're an atheist. Oh, this is my Buddhist best friend. You don't say that. That's true. But people like take the term and they make it out to be an attitude. Just like no, it's a being. Like this is yeah. who I am. That'd be like really. The, that's really the biggest thing. If people get past that, like. Just listen to what they're saying. They're just really sharing their experience. They're not saying, like, mm-hmm. you have to go around and say, oh, this is my trans best friend. <laughs> like, no, this is my trans experience. This is my gay experience. Like, right. that's how it is for me. That'd be the only thing, really. Yeah, up. like, I, I did have a situation <laughs> where, one, honestly, it, it was a pure mistake because I didn't know, and so I just asked the question, like, if you've ever dated or slept with someone of the opposite sex and now that you are gay and you're fully gay you're not thinking about the opposite sex does that make you bisexual or that was just an experience because i got grilled when i said this shit yeah like sexuality is fluid like i've slept with women but and then me personally i don't put even a title on it like i'm more so attracted to your energy and like if we're flowing in the same space at that time so it's just like you could sleep with a woman right now and then still consider yourself gay because this is your experience. So that's why I say, like, when people start putting, like, the labels on it, like, oh, this is my gay best friend, mm-hmm. but he sleeps with women sometimes, or he does this, da 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 Like, I'm just out here living my best life. Like, I don't have to necessarily add all these titles onto anything. Like, And I understand that putting placing titles can, can complicate things mm-hmm. and it makes people overthink. And just because I didn't know, I'm like, I was asking the question, but they got very offended and they're still mad about this conversation from three goddamn weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just feel like, me personally, and I'm not gonna speak for the community, I speak for me personally, I'm always in the position of, 
you have to realize that people are coming to you and no disrespect out of place of ignorance. So if they ask you, they really just don't know. So you can't be offended if somebody actually is taking the time to ask questions versus them assuming. And so me being who I am, I'm vulnerable, I'm open, like just talk to me, ask your questions. So then that way I can say, oh no, that's probably not the best way to say to somebody else, but try it like this or no, this is my experience. Like, yes, I slept with women. Yes, I slept with men. I sleep with both. I don't care. You know, I like And I, I felt like I worded it. I felt like I worded it the right way because I said, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I asked the question. It wasn't necessarily pertaining. She, she, the way it was presented is she, she felt very offended. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was going to offend you. I thought I was asking the question. If your answer was no, the answer is no. But I felt like I should have edited that shit out the show because now I didn't fucked up my friendship over asking the question. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. It will definitely be okay. Um, I do want to run through a couple of upcoming events before we do our wrap up or and weekly message. Um, April the seventeenth, that's Saturday, from two p.m. to seven p.m. at the pop up shop, hosted by Sister Sister. It will be at forty eight oh two Stamp Row in Temple Hills um, on the eighteenth, next Sunday. We will go back to building a sisterhood. Um, we will have Pretty Pampered Queens Auto Club in the building. We're going to have several members. Definitely excited about that because, if, as you heard me and Fearless Swagger last week talking about um, our sisterhood experiences. Yeah, yes. And so we, we're going to dig deep into having a conversation with the Auto Club on the 25th. We're going to try to get Mr. Perspective back so we can talk about friendships and platonic friendships. Oh, that's that's so only good. We already know um, he's definitely a requested guest to return. But y'all pray for us in the studio because Please. this man's facial expressions was killing us. <laughs> and then you had a chance to meet him outside. And he so, already got on my nerves earlier so, today. <laughs> so you know the show's going to be off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, I be wanting to call him Mr. Debatable because he would debate anything. Oh wow! But he's still a great energy to have around. Um, on I'm May a female the, with uh, what do you call me? A man with ovaries. <laughs> he's oh, yeah. me today. Yeah, Why you I, he, he gave you all kinds of nicknames. Uh, I got a lot of nicknames. Are you call aggressive? It, no. He just says something. I don't know, but I, we'll talk about fa- that. His oh, favorite okay. one was uh, f- fertile myrtle. Fertile, was, fertile swagger. Fertile swagger. <laughs> Child, he was having us down before we came to the studio. May the 2nd, we're going to talk about healthy friendships and um, brotherhood and sisterhood circles. And I'm going to have a guest, uh, Sonny M. Hoffa, who's also like my cousin. You can catch him every Saturday at the Southside Market. He has his business, Damn Spirits, and tells some of the best drinks I've ever had in my life. He bring a drink. Is that what you got right there? No, see, this is naked, but this is healthy. This is sea moss drink. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, sea moss. Yeah, I, I didn't need. I didn't drink no liquor today. Sea <laughs> moss is good. Yeah, I ain't drink no liquor today, but I'm definitely over here hot, like I drink goddamn tequila for the last. It's a little four. warm in the studio. It's, it's a little, it's a little warm in here. Um, but I definitely want to um also one of my friends' businesses before they cuss me out, the so famous collection can be bought online now. You can contact him on Instagram, 
Soul Famous Collection. The owner is, maybe I should just say Shay instead of your real name. But please hit him up. He is a new business owner, and he has sweatsuits, tracksuits, male, females, kids, socks, all kinds of shit on his website. But it's definitely different for, I know it's like 8 million different people who sell clothes now. But you can definitely check out his website at SoFamousCollection.com. I'm going to let Phyllis Swagger give her affirmation or word of the week. Okay, y'all. Springtime. Y'all know it's getting warm outside. Um, But definitely, I think that uh, as we go into the new season, reflection. That's going to be my word for this week. Definitely take time to reflect on the past week. I do that once a week. I always take time to reflect and sit with God and talk to him about the week and um the week past and what I'm looking forward to the to throughout the rest of the week. So definitely take time to reflect what you could have done differently and um what you can do um throughout the week, you know, set many goals, accomplish many goals cuz many goals turn into big goals. So but definitely reflect on how to achieve those small goals so definitely take time to reflect you know what i'm saying and then also rest in peace to the greatest dmx yeah. i didn't realize how many dmx songs i knew until <laughs> yesterday i was like oh dang i really dang i really know all the words so <laughs> yeah i mean all of us in this room i'm pretty sure grew up listening to dmx definitely. so it definitely hit different um, getting that news and know that he struggled with addiction um, basically his whole life. Um, if you haven't watched them documentaries, go watch them documentaries. And I watched a clip that um, Swiss Beats did with uh, Charlemagne. And Charlemagne says, DMX was an anointed person. If you've Listen, never listened to the prayers, on his life. if you've never listened to the praise on his albums or seen him pray, on on any I, I want to say it was a late night show or something he was on and he prayed and you could tell that he was anointed um, he's definitely going to be missed and our condolences and prayers to his family yeah, always put God first no matter what no matter what that's one thing that I definitely appreciated about DMX like, he, knew who, who, he knew who the center of his life was no matter what even in the midst of battling them demons. And those be the ones that had the best relationships with God. Yeah, and I think that's one of those things that people who have addictions, sometimes a lot of us kind of shun them when they have certain addictions, but it's an internal battle. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a, it was hard to watch that journey because you, you know, DMX, it looked like one minute he was in shape and one minute he gained a lot of weight. And so oh, it yeah, was I've, hard I've seen to family members go through that. So it's rough to watch people go through that. And I didn't know that he had 15 kids. 17. That's what the bitches wanted from the nigga. Hey. <laughs> 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 um, and since we're talking about DMX and Rough Riders, um, if y'all didn't see the video I posted on this week, as we approach warm weather, please watch out for my bike life friends. And I have a lot of people that that have motorcycles, four-wheelers, and we are approaching that season. Please be careful. That goes for not just the new drivers. There's a lot of paper tags out there now. Hello, tags and STEMI season. STEMI. 
<laughs> man, use y'all blinkers. And I even want bike life friends to be more careful. I've seen too many accidents. Yeah, I've seen too many accidents for bike life. One of my cousins died in a motorcycle accident in New York. So please be careful. We are in that season. Um, thank y'all for joining us and tuning in this week. We will see y'all next week. Bye, guys. Thank <laughs> you.